Smash Cut. A technique in film where one scene abruptly cuts to another without transition. Much like a typical conversation with me and my friends when discussing film, television, music, video games, or anything else that happens to come up. This is the idea behind the show, Smash Cuts. Hello and welcome to an episode of Smash Cuts. I'm Rich Gavon. With me is Jacqueline Kemick. Hello! Hello, and it's been a while as usual. You know, <laughs> last time we spoke, there's like, uh, it feels like there's nothing, but then at the same time, there's always so much that, yes. that, that uh, I think right before our last episode, uh, Dune was going to be the big one that we were anticipating, mm-hmm. and um, and Dune has been released. So Dune has been done. <laughs> yeah, it's done. The sleeper awoke. And so I'm not yes. sure if you uh, did you get to see it in the movies or you saw it. At I home? haven't yet in the movie theater. I have okay. seen it. We watched it on HBO, and um, I, I am definitely going to make that a priority. I would love to go see it in IMAX. I want to support it. Number one, but number two, I just I know that it's going to be incredible to watch in IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um. So I I love. Yeah, I I'm a. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack with with this one because. Mm-hmm. There's so many positives, and and then there's for me one negative. But I think uh, the one thing that bothered me the most, I think, was resolve, which was, you know, I, I I'm of the I'm of the school of Peter Jackson, where if you're gonna make a, a you know, a, a trilogy of movies, make them at the same time. <laughs> so I agree. Th- I know and, they couldn't do that, but I really yeah. I wish they had been able to. Yeah, and so now I, I think they said that they they did get the green light because yes. it made so much money, right? To make they a did, one? and that it is going to be an in theater only twenty twenty three, which makes complete sense. Of course, hopefully by that time we won't have the same kind of reservations that we do right now. Um, but that that does open a, a huge window into this being an elevated film because I agree. If this was the only thing that we were left with. I would feel incomplete. I would not feel satisfied. Yeah. Um, not to say that it's not good, but is it excellent as a standalone, never going to get a second film? I don't know about that. It's, it would still have a lot of value. I would still love it, but it would, it would always feel incomplete, you know? Yeah. I would be very frustrated. Cause I, I mm-hmm. think, I think this one did a lot of promising, and I know it's That's I know just, where it's going to go, and because I I know I, the story, yes. But it, it but yeah, but it did a lot of a lot of this is what it could be, yes. And I, and I want to see some of like that a trailer for the second film. Yeah, it was yeah. almost like it had to convince investors, and investors being the audience, <laughs> you know, yeah. of like, hey, if you just give us this second film, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's and, and it's expensive way to do it. I would think yeah. because. You're really like banking a lot. Like, like they did the same thing with Golden Compass so many years ago. I yeah, always hold that did not one. Pan out. Yeah, yeah, it did, didn't pan out. And I just remember when the movie ended, I was like, I was like, oh, there's another one coming out. Like, I, I mean, I, I was kind of mm-hmm. dumb about it. And then I was, I, I looked, you know, I remember looking online or there's anything just to see information, and there was like, oh, no plans yeah, to make a second fun. one. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so, but I mean. The strengths of this one, so co- comparing all of them together, you know, oh. the, the original, 
um, yeah. Dune, David, David Lynch, Lynch. Dune. Mm-hmm. the uh, te- the sci-fi version, sci-fi which, panel which, original, <laughs> yeah, original. Which to me, that one only came about because Farscape was on there. Like I feel like oh, without nice. always brings back to Farscape. Yeah, it does to me. Yeah, because I'm like without Farscape, they wouldn't have realized they had the technology to make that yeah, as a so as true. a miniseries. And it defi- and it, to me that miniseries really defined how other sci-fi shows then were made in, on other you channels. Know, it's so funny because what um, one of the one thing I didn't look up was around when that sci-fi series came out because I want to say it was late, 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 late nineties or like right at the beginning of two thousands. It was yeah, it was. I think it was. I was in California when I saw it, so I think it was ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, I yeah. knew it, it had to be in there because I was still living at home, probably still in high school. Um, because I owned it and I think I owned it on cassette. Like, I think. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Yeah. VHS, I think. Um, but what's really funny is even though I loved it enough to own it, it's been 20 years since I've seen it and I don't really remember it too well. And I have, I, I listened to the audiobook of Frank Herbert's Dune the first, which again, anybody who doesn't have time to actually read the, the, pages themselves it was a great read and it was a great audiobook and um it was done like an audio play which i really appreciate whenever they have a chance to do something like that so lots of different character actors doing different voices so that was fresh in my head with this experience but as far as the other books haven't read them i only know the story from that sci-fi show and it's been so long that i don't i don't remember too much about it i would like to revisit that yeah, I mean, I mean, it was so it was very well done. But I always thought what they really did nicely was they used they used they played with colors mm-hmm. to really give you the idea of what planet you were on, where you were, mm-hmm. and it made the it made when you look at it now. I mean, it wasn't really that expensive looking, but they did a lot of. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. They did a lot of green screen, maybe, but but in a way that wasn't. That that didn't seem obvious. Like it was very smart. Not too cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just and I just I'm sure remember, it'll look cheesier now looking back on it. But at I'm the time, sure. Not, yeah, yeah. But the color palette is what really struck me with that because I yeah, just remember it. I definitely remember that. Really defined the way the the story was told. So so then you have that, and I and even I, because even when I think back on the actors, I know there was somebody. The late main character, I I think I only knew him from Dune, but I thought there was somebody famous in it i know i know they james replaced McAvoy. was it james mcavoy well i thought it was even before he, he was famous son. though yeah he played his son and i know susan sarandon ended susan up sarandon, in the third one that. or second those one those are the only ones that i remember I, I, yeah like I said, it's been a long time we probably should have researched this before we started talking about it <laughs> yeah yeah no well but i mean it was like children of doom was the one the one that susan mm-hmm. sarandon showed up in and as playing um jessica right if i'm not mistaken but but um uh so then we get to this one and this one the weird thing with this is so so there was a lot of hype about the about the actor Timothy Chalamet which um I don't I I've told you before I knew nothing about him I, I supposedly was supposed to know everything about him. That's I how I felt know. about him too. I'm like, I'm on board. I think he was great, and I think he was well cast. But I don't. I didn't come to it loving him and knowing him. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I knew nothing. I just feel like for some reason in Hollywood, you know, it feels mm-hmm. like that old story of when someone says we want to make a new Superman, Timothy right. Chalamet. You know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> he suddenly he's he's like Ben Affleck was in in uh, you know '98. So every time um, you say um, Ben Affleck's name, it 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 sounds like you're. Uh, 
using the cadence of um, Bella Fleck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, always, I love it. Yeah, I always trip over his second. I always trip over his name for some it. reason. You say his name. It's just the. Um, no, it's the Affleck accent. because yeah. I, I think I start to. I, I feel like I'm about to say it and then I trip over the Fleck and I'm like. And all of a sudden Bella I just Fleck. like. But. Um, Bella yeah. The Fleck tones. But, that, but that's the thing too. Like, don't you feel like during. Like, if this were back then, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck would have been in oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> in the, you know, because he seemed like he was just in everything at that point. Oh, absolutely. And this kid, what's weird about him is he—I don't feel like he's been in anything yet. I feel like he's supposed to have been in everything the way everybody talks right. about him. So now right. that aside, he was—I mean, he was fine. He was adequate. I didn't have any. He didn't jump out at me at all. You know, it was the, the people who jumped out at me were um, uh, what's his, um, uh, the father uh, o- Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oh yeah. He was great in that part, if you know. He jumped out at me too. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he was so fine. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was good. And then um, uh, I thought Josh Brolin was great as yeah, uh, always, always. as Gurney. And then also, uh, um, what's his name as Duncan Idaho? Uh, uh, Aquaman. I can't think of his Momoa. name. Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, they were all. I thought they were. They were all well cast. Like it was. I agree. Uh, and um and also oh and then the my favorite a character who she, I mean she's always important but it's not anyone who ever I not that I didn't pay much attention to her but it's just like it, she wasn't just somebody that I that I paid you know that I that I pulled out of the movie but I thought um uh the person who played Jessica whose name I just blanked oh, on this lady's Re- name Rebecca Ferguson yes I thought she was great like she really brought something to the character that I don't feel like I've seen before um. And uh, yeah, I agree. She's my favorite, Jessica. She's definitely um, she's bringing a lot more depth and strength visually uh, to the character than I feel like had been on screen before. Not to say that any of the other actresses aren't, you know, strong, but as far as what we're able to see and and what was conveyed, um, I really loved she had a certain power about her that I felt like, especially in the David Lynch film, was so glossed over in that kind of ethereal, mm-hmm. um, you know, female mystic kind of way that was almost like fairy tale crawl. Kind of yep. deal. Whereas um, this time I really feel like, no, she's a strong woman and a character to be reckoned with. And I really also appreciated some of the artistic choices they made with her and, um, Paul Atreides, uh, Timothy Chalamet, which the reason we should know him is because he's been in a lot of good art films, like things that I haven't seen yet, even though I probably should have. It's like, uh, I looked it up and it's Lady Bird and Hot Summer Nights and Call Me By Your Name and all those were kind oh, of okay, big, okay. like acc- lots of accolades kind of movies. But anyway, the scene with the um, Benny Gesserit testing Paul and the hand in the box and everything. Um, I felt like that was an instance where, you know, we're used to the David Lynch version where you kind of hear the internal dialogue of Paul being like, you know, I must yeah. not fear for the mind killer. And to kind of flip that into an external role, having Jessica outside the door, having to calm herself down, having a bit of a panic attack, realizing that, you know, she might not see her son again. He's about to die, even yeah. though she's very strong. She's having to have that moment of like, oh, she betrayed her Bene Gesserit people by having a son. Yeah. She, you know, all of these different things, it like that raw emotion and having her say those words as almost like a whisper to calm herself down um, externally 
was I felt like a much better tank. I really appreciated that. And I really loved the visuals. I mean, not only just in the whole film, because everything was so cinematically like operatic and, and, and big and, and fantastic, but even in those small scenes where it's very intimate and you even got the, um, the power of the voice when the Brenny Jesserit has him come, it mm-hmm. didn't look cheesy it didn't look forced it just you, you really felt it you were like Oof. and you he almost had that moment of like lost time where all of a sudden he was falling to his knees in front of her that was yeah. so good oh and, and the and, sound yeah so well and, so well set up and even what we're saying like with the with the original film the way you would just the side besides the the voice but also when side characters when they had a lot of internal thoughts mm-hmm. The David Lynch version was always something that was funny to me because they'd they'd have him go, is he the one? Is he the one? Yes. You know, they'd be thinking yeah. in their mind. The way that they handled in this film was that they would they was they would say something in their own language, and they wouldn't uh they, they would nobody would understand what they said, but right. it was translated, and it was translated. What it was was their the uh, they were speaking in the Freeman language, but it, but it was those inner monologue thoughts that originally right. that are in the book as words. So. So it, well, it made I think sense. That's one of the reasons why this book has been so notoriously hard to turn into a movie because you hear. Oh, sorry, my cat's trying to oh, play okay. with noisy, clanky things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you you hear so many people's thoughts in the book, and and how do you translate that to a look? You know, when you yeah. don't know these characters yet, especially when you're setting up such a, a big story. You know, there's there's a lot that you can convey with a look, but there, you know. I mean, it would everything, be so, everything and, in Dune is practically internal. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it it feels silly because it's like you wouldn't watch like *Lethal Weapon* and watching it. Should I hold my gun? Should I grab my gun? You know, what I, I mean, know, like you wouldn't be hearing everything he's it's thinking. Just, so it, yeah, it's just the way it's written. It, it feels mm-hmm. odd, but but uh, but I like the way that they handled it. So it's yeah, I agree. Um, and it's a, this guy. He takes his time telling stories because I yes, saw *Arrival*. I love one, *Arrival*. Yeah, yeah, it's a great film. Blade Runner was the one where I, I only saw it in the theaters and I don't know, you know, time of day or something for me, but it was as much as I was interested, it was so hard to stay awake, to stay awake you know, because I really was getting <laughs> nah, tired. It's just you being an old man. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, because I'm telling you, I was getting to the end and I'm like, uh, well, oh, and that was the thing, too. It was like at one point. So I, I fell asleep for just a few minutes and I woke mm-hmm. up. And when I woke up, you know, I'd gone during the time I had gone early during a showing and all it was a chorus of snores behind me. So it wasn't just me. So so a lot of older guys that were in the theater that also took a nice, a nice deep nap. But, um, but it it was good, but it just wasn't, it, it didn't, it didn't, I don't know if it was the story just didn't capture me the way that the original Blade Runner did. I liked it, but it just wasn't as, it didn't seem as important, you know, as yeah. the original film. But, um, but again, it I was really a beautiful it, looking I, film. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. All of his films really do feel, it almost feels like you're drugged. You yeah. know, it feels yeah, yeah. like you've had a little too much Sudafed before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, that's the atmosphere. It's just this thick, rich and environment. And I just, I do, I feel the weight of all his films. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, but I understand why it's not everybody's thing. You and know who I, I wanted to um, point out, though? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, eat no, it no. off. No, no, no. Oh, well, no, no, I was just going to say, I'm curious to see what the sequel is going to be. But that, that's about oh it. My God. See how, yeah. Yeah. 
absolutely. So I had to look up this guy's name because I never can remember it and I feel bad. Um, but I wanted to call out one of the actors that we didn't mention. Um, David Dasmalkian. I'm sure I said that incorrectly and I apologize. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but uh-huh. he, he played, um, like the spot man in polka dot man in suicide squad. And he was in oh, you know, yes. the Ant-Man films yeah. and he played, um, one of the, oh my gosh. Now I forgot the type of not a, was it a mentat? Yeah. He was yeah, the one. The yeah. The ones mm-hmm. that the calculators. So to yes, speak. Yes. Yes. So he was yeah. the mentat for, um, house Harkonnen. And I thought that was such a sideball casting, like oddball cast. I was really not expecting him to be there. And when I recognized him, I'm like, Oh my God. But I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Um, he always gets roles like that. Like he's in yeah. dark Knight as well. You know, he's, he's I know. He, well, yeah, that was he, the night. That was the film that he said saved him. Was it really? Oh yeah. He said that he was not getting any roles. Nobody would cast him. They thought that he was too, um, I don't know, too forward looking in whatever ethnicity, you know, I don't know, whatever it was. He just felt like he wasn't getting roles. And that was the one that as soon as he, um, got that role, even though it was a very small part, um, it kicked off everything else. Yeah, you know, I feel like he and and what's his name, uh, Mal- Eli uh, Emil Malik, or what's his name, Eli Malik, I, uh, Malik? Remy Malik, Remy Malik. Sorry, hey, Emil Malik. Um, I feel like they're very similar in type. Not not that they match each other at all, but they're those type of guys that that you saw them as background people in mm-hmm. so many movies, and and you could pull them out because they they're so distinctive in just the way that they either play the character or just the way that they look that you. You recognize them right away, but and but it's interesting. It's nice to see them come into their own now, where they get their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he he probably hasn't had his breakthrough, his major breakthrough role, but but um, uh, no, but yeah, no, but I, I do mean, like him. Though. We're seeing him consistently, though, and I think that's the biggest key. Yeah, uh, and I I shouldn't throw in there. I I know that we've talked about this before, but it was years ago whenever it came out. Anyone who has not seen uh, the documentary Jodorowsky's Dune. Oh yeah, really yeah. check it out. It is available on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it's part of the free Prime right now or if it's like a renter for like five bucks or whatever. But that was the movie that was supposed to be the first movie, even before David yeah. Lynch's, and it has this incredible story of the director Jodorowsky and him creating his team and that team working on it for years in pre-production. Yeah. I want to say it was at least two years and the team that he pulled together, um, they made a huge presentation book. They had the artist Mobius doing hundreds and hundreds of pages and the people who went on to create, um, what is it? Red dwarf and alien mm-hmm. and um, all these different well, films. Well, and then the comics, the or well, the yeah. comics that they did that they they did yeah. together, you can get them because that's what's oh, amazing yeah. to me too is is uh, Mobius Mobius and uh, Jordowski. I didn't realize he was the writer on those on some of those yeah. comics. Like I yeah. completely, you know, I, I, that went over my head. So and and you want you know you watch this documentary and it, what's frustrating is you want a copy of those storyboards because at yes. one point they show you oh. he's got the whole movie there as a, a giant. I mean storyboard. hundreds and hundreds of pages. Yeah. 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 Really? One day I'm sure they'll, they'll probably release that somehow. You know. Well, they said they made five 
books, five presentation books. I want to say five. It's probably, it, it might be a different number than that, but no more than five, right? Of these really beautiful, thick, like three inch to five inch thick bound mm-hmm. books that they were shopping around at the different movie theater companies um, or the production companies. And nobody picked up the bill basically. So this yeah. is why it wouldn't get made. And it ended up going to David Lynch. But what's really interesting is um, all of those books kind of like disappeared. I think maybe they said they still had one somewhere, but they all disappeared. But all of the ideas in those books came up in different oh, movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. even they even cited Flash Gordon. A lot of the stuff that was in Flash Gordon, one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time um, came from storyboarded ideas and, and concepts that were um, in in those books. So anyway, I just had to plug that because if you if you like Dune, if you're interested in anything, even if you're just interested in you know film production and and pulling a team together, we can learn from mm-hmm. from everywhere. But oh, it's so well, what's yeah, it's interesting is, is like you mentioned Flash Gordon and Dune. They're very much similar. Like I don't know if it's the same effects team that did those at the time i think mm-hmm. maybe dino de Laurentiis was the producer on both i don't even know i know mm-hmm. david lynch uh obviously directed dune mm-hmm. but um no de Laurentiis was part of it i'm pretty sure the, the lynch one yeah was he part of it okay because this there's a definitely a look like those effects i i never found them to be cheesy i thought they were just they per- they perfectly fit on both sides with with the with the story and and the, and the way it things were done to the point where if you really look at, I, I like, I still, you know, I, 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 whenever I've seen flash Gordon, I never look back and say, Oh God, it looks terrible. Like it just, no, it I still looks you. beautiful. You know it's what I mean? It's so wonderful. It's yeah. So wonderful. I mean, I don't, I don't know even what, it's just like a, it's just such a great looking film and it's hard to come by that, especially when you're doing a, a big sci-fi budget, a big mm-hmm. sci-fi movie on a low budget, and back then, you know, you look at some of the sci-fi movies that came out of that time and they don't look like that. You know, you, I mean, you either have Star Wars or you have like something that looks like Battle Beyond the Stars. You know, you don't have, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the Flash Gordon or Dune was a rare thing, mm-hmm. you know. So because I can't uh, besides those two movies, I can't pull any movies that I think look like that, you mm-hmm. know, uh, but but uh, that being said, talking about this Dune, though, I. I, you know, is it a movie you recommend to someone? It's it's hard because it doesn't, mm-hmm. it ends in a weird place. I agree. Yeah. I, that is actually my only real gripe about it. And it's not, I mean, it's a kind of picky gripe. And it, it, it's lessened because we know we're going to get a second one. But it really felt like the climax was the betrayal and the battle. Yeah. And all of the time afterwards, finding the Fremen was was like a downbeat. It was ending on a downbeat. And mm-hmm. even that last battle with Jameis, I feel like was squeezed in and it, not that it was cut quickly or anything like that, but just, it didn't feel like an end of the movie moment. Yeah. You know, it felt yeah. very much like an end of the, uh, episode moment. If it were a, you know, epic long tv show or something <laughs> yeah that's that's what uh-huh. i was thinking about too because you know because all right think about the way uh, it's a weird pull but the, the way the matrix ended right the second mm-hmm. one and then imagine okay, you had to rem- wait wait a minute no hang on you can't just say that remind us how the matrix ended oh, okay sorry <laughs> yeah okay so the the it's a weird ending it's it's okay so they're on they're on the ship they just saved neo okay and, yes or they think they saved neo and what it turns out is uh, 
oh, the person they found him with was like, supposedly Mr. Smith is inside the body of this Got other it. person. Got but, it. But I always remember that shot. First of all, the person was upside down. And I barely remembered the person to begin with. So, but the music says to you something important happened because it goes dun dun dun, and then it mm-hmm. just ends. And you're like, huh? You know, like what just happened? And then now, luckily, you only had to wait three months, and you can still remember what just happened. Right. Now, if if you had to wait three yeah. years, yeah, no, I completely <laughs> agree. I completely you know? agree. Mm-hmm. And that's how this feels. Is like I have to remember a mm-hmm. lot. In order We're gonna to have to rewatch before, yeah, yeah. I think everybody's gonna need to rewatch before they, they go yeah, again. Because that, no, it, and that's a, that's exactly it, how I feel. Even Lord of the Rings, they made they figured out a way to do the movies where they were self-contained. Mm-hmm. You could watch, you know, you could someone could watch Two Towers without ever having seen the first one. Yeah, that maybe they'd be a little confused about what's going on, but they wouldn't feel they would still get a complete movie out of it. Yeah. Um, I feel like the only reason that they even pushed this much was just to get get him to Cheney. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like get him. Yeah. But we've got to show Zendaya. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We um, hired her, right? Exactly. I mean, they put her through the whole movie because that's the other thing too. The narrator is supposed to be the uh, the Empress. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who? Irlan. Yeah. Island. Meanwhile, she's not the narrator of this at all. Like it's no, it's, yeah, she's not cast. She's not in it at all. Yeah, and so yeah, it's yeah. There's a there's a lot here, and also they this very much felt like an abbreviated version. Like they didn't, they really didn't try to to incorporate the rest of the world. You know, I'm hoping right. the next one will do that. But I think you know. so, and I think I I think that he was really. Tied. I think the reason that we got all of this portrayed the way that it did was the same thing that we brought back at the beginning of the conversation. It felt like one long trailer in some points yeah. to the second film to be like, wait, no, you guys, but we got to see this now that I, I'm not trying to devalue this film because I actually want to make sure that it's very clear. I, I loved it. I can't I like I've already watched it multiple times. Yeah, I yeah. Think it's incredible. I, I have nothing but like positive feelings towards it. Um, but I do think that pacing wise, the climax felt like it came way too early. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird because it was, I mean, you're already in, what was it? Three, almost two and a half hours, a little more, Mm -hmm. a little over. And it did feel, it did go by faster than I expected, you know, but I think that's because there was just so much going on. There was a lot, a lot to keep track of. Um, and, and, uh, I, I feel there was a there was a theme with all of the movies that were released this this past that that same week because uh, the the Sopranos movie the 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 Saints of uh, what's uh, I just blanked on the name of it oh my god the Saints of my ass that movie yeah <laughs> well, was that, well just so what was weird about it is <laughs> it did the same thing though it it like kind of just abruptly ended like in a in a really weird way yeah and and it also. You know, it watching that movie, I I didn't I didn't dislike it as much as you did because I I, I think I was curious about the history, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't think it it was worthy of if I had gone to the theater, um, like seeing it at home, I was yeah. fine, but I don't think I would have I would have been thrilled if oh, had I gone seen so it. <laughs> yeah, the way I'd spent money, but it did um. lead me back to watch. Uh, like I started watching. The Sopranos again. I hadn't seen it since it first aired. I watched it weekly. Yeah. 
and watching it in a whole like this is very interesting because there's a lot I just completely forgot, but also just uh, uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing the themes. I can see what he was tra- and and doing that. I can see what he was trying to do with this movie, but at the same time, I think he he focused on he tried to modernize the movie in a way to to be relevant with with uh, um, uh, the the riots that happened in Newark, mm-hmm. and I think that. Tying it to history like that is which, is which is fine, but at the same time, that part feels a little jammed in. It doesn't feel like it's part of the movie. Yeah, it you does. Know, it, it feels like you're trying. He was trying really hard to to kind of modernize it, but uh, I mean, the the gist of the of the movie was basically just seeing who Tony's mentor was, which was Dick Moltisanti, which is Christopher's. Uh, his nephew's uh, Christopher. father, Christopher, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> but um, and the fact that fucking Christopher is <laughs> narrating is the thing, narrating right? Narrating yeah. the thing. Oh my gosh, uh, that yeah. was that was uncalled for. I, it was weird because when it started, I'm like, is that Michael? Uh, you know, imp- 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 I can't even Genevi? pronounce his name. Yeah, uh, no, Impernoli. No. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher. Yeah, James Gandolfini. Yeah, that's yeah. his son. That was. Okay. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know that other actor's name. So you're yeah, not- <laughs> I think it's Michael Imperoli. But it, he was as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, that's a weird choice because I immediately remembered he killed. You know, it, no spoilers, Obviously, but he, yeah. he killed him in the in the series. And uh, and they call uh, that back so many times in ways that like, well, I shouldn't say so many times because it wasn't like it was like a whole bunch. But yeah. there were a couple times where you were just like, ugh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like sometimes babies just know. You know what I'm yeah, saying? that was Wolf. a little much. Yeah. Wolf. Hey, why doesn't he like me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? He, he thinks I kill him because he was uh, uh, on heroin in a car accident. <laughs> Is that what he's doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I just. I, I think that was my problem. Was that like all of the characters are so unlikable? And um, also, you know, the, and there were a lot. There were there were like little silly lines that they wanted you to turn to someone and go, Oh, you get it? Like exactly. when he, like exactly. it felt like he might as well say, Hey, why don't you go see a therapist? You know, yes. I was waiting for that at some point. Yes. Oh, well, you know? yeah. And even the um, high school guidance counselor was obviously filling that role in foreshadowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, um, yeah, I really, I obviously didn't care for it, but I do think that what's interesting is that, Two things. I saw a interview um, that the director and creator had done with Conan um, where Conan was actually setting him up to be like, so did you, you know, did you have just this story that you, you knew you needed to tell or did you, you know, you just ne- knew that you had the right people or you, he was giving them him all of these like great options yeah. to say like, oh yeah, it was just the right time. I had this story. I needed this. And instead the director's like, no, none of that. He's, he's just like, no, we didn't have a story. We didn't have anything. It's just Warner Brothers had been saying for a long time they wanted to do something. And, um, you know, yeah. I guess this pandemic happened and whatever. And, you know, we 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 said, okay, we could do it now. And then we sat down and figured something out. So, and that's yeah, they what par- it felt like it, to me. It's like, yeah, it's they parked the Brinks truck outside of my house. And, exactly. uh, and I, they loaded the money. Felt- and, uh, yeah. <laughs> it felt like he just was like, well, let's just go ahead and smash this out let's yeah. make a make a movie well what's and... weird is because when i was watching it i i didn't think this but at the same time i was like 
you know, well, they, there is more story to tell because there's, there were a lot of questions I still had after the fact. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had a lot of questions about certain things, but the uh, um, uh, I did read that that they are considering another HBO prequel series with yeah, with these characters. I'm not you know. saying that I, I'm against anything. Surprising. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually liked the show. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, that's what it, but it, it felt like that was like, that's what this felt like. It felt like mm-hmm. a two hour movie that you would see. And then the, and then you'd find out the series is coming on yeah. next season or something like that. You know, yeah. like that, that's what it, after all was said and done, I was like, Oh, okay. So that's it's what weird. they were doing. It just felt weird. And I know that, um, I had sent you like an SNL clip that was from back when the show was, the Sopranos was actually on and yeah. that little funny skit of whatever it was that was like the Sopranos 90210 or like back in high school or whatever it was yeah, yeah. Said in the 80s even though it's not obviously not in the 80s whatever that little SNL skit was was so funny and actually made me want to watch the Sopranos whereas when I watched this movie I had no desire afterwards to go put on the Sopranos yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. I, I was like oh, okay I, I you know Never yeah. need to see that again. But then I watched this five minute skit that I felt like really did bring me joy and like made mm-hmm. me be like, oh, that does, yeah, that's so funny that they do act like that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's the, that's the nice thing is is I I kind of put on the I didn't mean to start watching the the Sopranos again. I just kind of yeah. <laughs> after I saw that I was like I just wanted to see the the first episode again. Like I yeah. I just. Because it's been such it's a long a time. Slope. It's yeah. a slippery slope when you, you know, when you start to watch something again. Next thing you know, I'm I'm knee deep now in the sixth season. Like I'm like, oh are I you jumped, really? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> wow. Like I really was just. Long. Yeah, you really what? You really got through it. Yeah, I really and I, and like I said, it's been such a long time since I've seen it that it's it's I you know I get I get to parts that I remember things, but I didn't remember everything and uh, yeah. Um. So yeah. So it, it's been good. And then the other thing I didn't see, but in along that same line of uh, a movie finishing someplace where it didn't, people they either didn't feel satisfied or they felt like it was just leading up to more. I heard the new Halloween does the same thing. Is that Oh correct? my gosh. Okay. Well, here's the question is, do we want spoilers on this or do we not want spoilers on this? Ah, uh, spoilers. It's been, it's been around, right? For how many okay. weeks now? Yeah. Spoiler okay. away. <laughs> Spoiler, okay. I didn't see it, but I'm, it's fine. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. Okay. okay. So here's the deal with Halloween Kills. Number one, it stinks. Number two, <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no wow. yeah, it's not, it's, I did not like it very much. So here's the problem, in my opinion, with this movie, is that the the last movie I felt like was really good. I really liked that one where, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis has her daughter and, you know, granddaughter, you know, all yeah. there and has to like defend um, and really try and trap Jason. And you really felt satisfied at the end of that. At least I did. And yeah. this one picks up right there. I mean, it picks up right where the last one left off. And that was a surprise to me. I didn't. Wait, really how many, really how many years ago? What? Cause I remember the one that came out in, in, was it 2000 with Jamie Lee Curtis? Uh, oh, well, H2O. Not, no, it was not that one. Um, let me see. So, because she was in another one after that one, uh, Jamie yeah, Lee Curtis? Yeah, it was not too, it wasn't, it was only a few years ago. Cause that was the big deal. I remember when H2O came out, that was the big deal that, oh, she's returned. And also her mother made a cameo in it, Janet Lee. Oh, what's the one? It was just the, um, I think it might have just been called Halloween. Oh, okay. Again, let me see. And Janet Lee, I remember in that one in H two O, she was driving the car mm-hmm. she drove in uh, Psycho. 
Um, so it was, which obviously she couldn't be that woman because that woman was killed in a shower, but, but it was just like an homage to, to that. I remember. Okay. Uh, 2018, it was 2018. 2018. And it was just okay. called Halloween. Um, okay. and yeah, so anyway, it was good. And I liked that one. And then when this one came out, okay. So here's, here's what I didn't like about it. Um, obviously it, it, it picks up right back where, um, we left off in the last film where, where Jason, Jason is dead or Michael, I'm sorry. Mike wait. Myers. Yeah. Mike Myers just... is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have also been watching all those cause it's Halloween time. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Mike Myers is like dead in the basement, burnt up. And then of course he's not, you know what I mean? Like he, mm-hmm. he's not. And, um, so they take Jamie Lee Curtis to the hospital. They think everything's okay. Um, she spends like, the rest of the movie in the hospital in a hospital bed. And and like, Hmm. so like, she's not really the protagonist in this one. And instead the protagonist shifts to the town, the town where Michael Myers is. And so it's like, everybody's out and celebrating Halloween and like all of these people, Several people from um, previous Halloween movies who were survivors are back in town celebrating and kind of like meeting up together. And, and they connected the third one too, right? Because that was a, that was the big deal about how the third one, which was only about the hollow, the haunted Halloween masks, not had nothing to do with Michael Myers, was connected somehow. Oh my god, I don't remember how that was connected. But I remember them. I remember hearing that. But I didn't know. I didn't know if I it actually did. Know. Yeah. I'm not an expert in the Halloween movies. I can't even tell you how long it's been since I've seen the third, you know, I don't even know. But yeah, yeah. um anyways, uh and what's what's his name from name from the uh Breakfast Club, the nerd from the Breakfast Club? Oh, Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall plays this like big character that you're just like, Why are you in this? Um <laughs> and so like the whole town is basically like whipped up to be a mob to go get him. And the explanation of why he survived the last time and why you see him get shot, you see him get stabbed, you see him, you know, die a thousand deaths for any normal man. Um their explanation is like, no, well, he's not a man, he's evil. And the more evil that is done to him, the more violence that you do to him the more he absorbs it. You know what I mean? And Uh, so like, you keep thinking he's dead, but he's not dead. So it just kind of turns him into a supernatural being officially, even though we've always had that kind of thought. You have to, you have to fight him with positivity. So if you come in with a guitar singing, Kumbaya, my Lord, you'll get him. (laughs) And that's the problem is that like, I didn't, what I didn't like is that the survivors that were back in town now all got killed. And I'm like, can we not let yeah. the nurse go? Can we not? <laughs> you know, now if these actors were happy to have a payday in another, you know, shot in uh, on the screen with Michael Myers, then that's great for them. Yeah. I, I don't mean to like knock that if that's was good for them, but from a story perspective, I was just like, man, that's too bad. You know, they got away. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's the Star Wars blueprint now because now that now that Star Wars did oh, that, right. brought yeah, everybody back just to kill them. <laughs> Now everybody yeah. else is going to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis is still around at, at the end of this one, and it's very much setting up a re- another revenge thing for her because obviously someone close to her dies, and yeah. she's going to have to go and go get him. She's got to go get him. Hmm. But wow, yeah. you know that that and I on the same in the same vein, I did see a trailer for Scream. Uh, well, it's just called Scream. It's not even Scream. Five. Um, did you did you see the trailer for that one? No, I didn't. So I I mean I thought it looked interesting. So so uh, 
Uh, every uh, what's his name? The people who survived are back. Obviously, um, Dewey. What's his I name? Didn't, uh, I didn't watch um, the mo- more recent ones. I've definitely seen the first one, obviously, okay. and I might. I think I have seen the second one, but honestly, after that, I kind of I didn't care. Yeah. Da- okay. So David Arquette is back. Uh, okay, so is so the main like the main him. girl. I can't think of her name. All of a sudden, um, Nev Campbell. Yes, Nev Campbell. And uh, and Courtney Cox is back, so the three of them are okay. definitely are back. back. Okay. Um, and it's it's S- Sydney. That's her name, Sydney Prescott. She comes she, in the trailer where it shows you it's is somebody is is uh again duplicating this, but I guess it's different this time. The technology is different now. Um, they're using you know the call happens and he unlocks the doors using a phone, you know, uh, got it. So, Smart so they do. Kind yeah, of situation. Ex- mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, but it, it looked interesting enough to me. It's called scream. But what I, what I, what I forgot about when I saw that was that, you know, uh, Wes Craven was the one who did all of the other ones. Yeah. This is the first one, obviously without Wes Craven because he's dead. And so, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't even consider that it was somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's being treated, it's being done in the same vein that the originals were done, where it's a, a again you have a fan doing it. Like I don't even know if you remember. Mm. I, I think it was the was it the second one? Uh, yeah, it was the second one that Timothy Oliphant uh, turned out yeah. to be the killer because he was him and his mother were were like uh, uh, fans of the original. A person i something like that i i forget mm-hmm. but um so it had enough in it to interest me to say oh okay like it had some interesting homages to the original but um but i'm curious if they're bringing back courtney cox and uh david arquette and uh nev campbell just to kill them yeah you know what i mean right. like in the same way that you just right. just said because uh I can see that happening to Pat because that seems to be the thinking and the passing the torch yeah. is to is to burn down, you know, everybody else in order to, for that to happen. But um mm-hmm. yeah, well, we'll see. Hey, uh another trailer, uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh the um uh oh, th- this is not the trailer I was going to mention. A lot of trailers. There's a lot of trailers that came a out. Lot Let's of go. Trailers. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, okay, so I saw the more Mobius trailer, yes. which I thought looked interesting. Um, Not, it doesn't feel like it was a whole lot of new content in that trailer. I mean, there was there was some. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, okay, I got it. I guess we got <laughs> to see a little more of him this time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then and and I know from the comics he's kind of a bad guy, isn't he? I know he he's worked. Mobius has kind of always fallen in between both. But I, I, yeah, I never read any comics that had Mobius in it but i think we're trying to do the same thing that they're doing with venom making him like an anti-hero you know? yeah yeah which i did see and that, speaking of venom i i did see the i did see the tag mm. uh for the sequel i don't i don't know if you saw i did not seen? see uh let there be carnage but i did see the spoiler like stinger Okay, so we we'll talk. We could talk about it, right? Because so if you mm-hmm. did, if anyone cares, you know, turn off, I guess. But um, uh, so it it looked like what they were doing was he 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 essentially went into a multiverse for a second, right? And mm-hmm. he he saw the Spider Man reveal, mm-hmm. but then he ended up back where he was. So that that's interesting because then I was going to say the tra- the trailer for Spider Man, um, w- looking at that, I feel like. There's a scene in that 
trailer where Doctor Strange doesn't seem like the Doctor Strange we know, mm-hmm. I think that then connects to the Doctor Strange from the cartoon of What If, mm-hmm. that evil Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. because he kind of has that same menacing look to him. Yeah. Um, uh, so there's be. yeah, so there's that, but um, but I do I I I do find it interesting. But what's funny is Jen saw that trailer and she's like, oh, I don't want to watch a horror version. You know, like she's not interested in a horror movie mm-hmm. version Wait, of uh, for for Morbius. For Morbius, yeah, for mm-hmm. her it looked horrorish, and and then that connected me just in saying that, just reminded me that that I just read that there's a Star Wars horror film being worked on. Have you heard of this? No. I don't remember that. So apparently someone has an idea that it's going to be in the Star Wars universe, but it's basically would take place after Empire, after the, the um, Empire raided the Hoth base. Okay. And they leave. There's a garrison of troops left behind on Hoth, and they're slowly being attacked by Wampas. And that's, so that's great. And so, yeah, and so I thought about when, when I as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's a that's an interesting premise. It's aliens with wampas yeah. in the Star care Wars that universe. Sound original, I yeah, care that it sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as I heard it, I was like, that, that's such a great idea. Like, I I don't know why no one's mm-hmm. ever thought to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how far they take it with with yeah. a Star Wars movie being a horror film. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that so to what I just did there, that's I just did our name. That was I smash cut it all over the place (laughs) (laughs) from from horror all the way through Star Wars. But um, well, let's talk about more trailers though, because you know what I'm dying to talk about. I'm sure you can guess. It does not have to do with the MCU, but someone who has acted in the MCU is playing the titular character. Well, it shouldn't say titular character because his name's not in it. Oh my god, I just blanked. <gasps> uh, Uncharted. Oh my God! Yes, Uncharted. Oh Holy God, moly! The Uncharted trailer, and it looks so good. It looks yes. so good. It looks like they really pulled so much straight out of the games. Yeah, and I know I understand that a lot of people are frustrated with the casting choices, and even I am not a hundred percent sure. You know that I love Sully as Mark Wahlberg. I'm really not who well, I Mark Wahlberg picked, as Sully. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> team um bruce campbell all the way but yeah. i get it he i think we've been reporting on this since way back in mr movie news right i mean yep. it seems like this has been a movie that he has really been pushing for for a very long time yeah because it was gonna be him because it, it could have been dead you know yeah. without him you know because he was supposed to be uh, like Al Pacino or something wasn't it, it was no it really was uh weird De, it was de niro oh de niro, de niro. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh I forgot it was there were three people whose name were, were thrown in to the movie and it was I don't remember who the third person I forgot who the third person was but it was going to be Mark Wahlberg as as uh Drake mm-hmm. and and uh uh yeah and and Robert De Niro and I always thought and I remember it was going to be that director uh who did um uh god the what's the the Abscan Gold something wasn't it uh no um no. no he did um he did the movie with that I love watching all the time. Mark Wahlberg did a lot of movies with him but Mark Wahlberg's not in this one. It's uh uh Christian Bale and uh Bradford uh Amy Adams and uh um uh, oh my god I can't believe I just blanked on this guy's, this guy's name. 
the guy who did uh, Star is Born recently. What's his name? Uh, uh, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper. The three of them were in a movie together. The the uh, American, uh, American Hustle. That's it. The direct the director of that film. I'm looking uh, at his name because yeah, because I, I just blanked on his name. He's done so many movies that I've have been hit or miss for me. He did the boxing one with Christian Bale. He did uh, American Hustle. David O. Russell. David O. Russell. That's his David name. David O. Russell. Okay, I don't know why I yes. sold something, but okay. So he <laughs> was originally attached to direct this film with Mark Wahlberg and Robert De Niro. Oh yeah, wasn't that around the time that he had a big scandal about him and Megan Fox or something? Or am I conflating two two directors? Um, I think that's uh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah I w- okay. I pardon yeah. me. I, I'm so sorry to attach that to someone who wasn't. No. 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 Yeah. <laughs> But he's. No, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying sorry to David O. Russell. I don't mean. Yeah, that. yeah. No, no. I. Yeah, no. I. I either one is fun. But it, but it, he's he's um um he's he was always a weird choice to me because he's not really an action director. He's right. He's more of this type of director, and I was worried because his description of Uncharted never sounded correct. Right. I remember it being like it was almost going to be like a gangster movie. Yeah, and right? about family. He was like it's about family and, and it is and, about and, family. But it is. Like, yeah. It didn't sound like about the family that he was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and I I like the the like you said the callbacks. Like I feel like they mixed two games at once where he's oh, yeah. with the airplane when mm-hmm. they showed that shot in the trailer, I think of when he's in the train and he's jumping up. Well, that in the cars. I mean, the plane is is right out of the game, so maybe maybe you didn't play that one. But was that from the? Was that the? I started off I on the second one. Yeah, because I would have played it. Yeah, I just I probably just didn't remember. I'm, I'm, but I melded them the all together. It's the same. Like honestly, in all of the. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like all of the really like stressful situations, you're either in a, a shoot 'em out fight scene or you're having to jump up something. <laughs> yeah, always at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. But the uh-huh. but the best was that that one game. I think you said it was the third one where it starts with the train car because that's one where you're. I I was just waiting. I was just watching the opening. The and next thing you know, I'm, pl- I'm oh the second one. Yeah, and the next thing you know, I'm playing the game and I'm like, I didn't even know I was ready. I wasn't even yeah. ready to play. Like I'm just watching and i'm like whoa whoa that that was the first time i ever You're in so a game weird. i saw them meld the those sequences together because usually it was like you'd yeah. see the movie clip and then like you an wait intro and yeah, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. then you have to wait and because okay here we are the setup and it looks like a video game you know yeah. this is the first time where it's like wait i'm doing something here but i how could i be you know so the immersion in those games is just phenomenal yeah and i what's really funny is that i know um uh, Tom Holland seems really young to play Drake, but they do play a lot with um, young Drake in the games. So yeah. to me, baby Drake, you know, is is kind of perfect as Tom Holland. I think that's great. I don't know if we'll ever get an older version later on. I mean, it could be that we, Tom Holland just grows up and stays the character if they ever make any more of these. But I don't mind him playing young. Um, yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm. Yeah, I was fine with him too. Because I'm curious who they're going to cast as their bro- as his brother, and I thought it would be really interesting. Even though, if you're pulling from the games, it's not a good fit. But if you're pulling for our like fan favorites, wouldn't it be cool if like Nathan Fillion or somebody like? <laughs> oh yeah, that would be awesome. Actually, you know, yeah. <laughs> or Ben Browder, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those Farscape fans. Yeah. <laughs> although he's he's although Ben Browder probably could have been Sully at this point, right? Like I've seen him. <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but um 
Yeah, but but I yeah I, I it made me want to play and go back and play again because just just watching those. Uh, I know I do, and you know what's funny is that now I'm I'm melding all of the games together because now yeah. I'm like, was that two or was that three? Because now I don't remember, but I love them. They're so good. I know that's that's the problem I'm having is it's been such a while since I've played them. That, and even that legacy one was good. The the shorter, more recent one that came out. Yeah, that one I never got to play. That was the one oh, with good. the side, the two, the women characters, mm-hmm. right? The two side. Yeah. yeah, I never got to play that one. And really the problem I have now is my I, I I'm saving up for a PS5 because my PlayStation 4 does that thing Uh-oh. now when you play games that it stutters so much. Oh no! That I can't really do anything. Like I I start to play and then it just gets stuck, you know. And it's like ah. Yeah. Oh, so and I've done the whole thing of erasing everything and reinstalling and all that, but oh, this doesn't God. work. That is, you're like, all right, Sony. Yeah, your, your timed bomb of you know it only mm-hmm. works for so long is it's working on me. Yep. So yeah, they've they've already got me with that with the because I I want to play the Mike Morales game because I loved the Spider Man game so much. Um, you mean the Miles Morales? Okay, I was like, who's Mike oh, Morales? Did I say Mike Morales? <laughs> Like, I think there's somebody I know. I don't even know. <laughs> don't even know. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm anxious to play that. Oh, and so the other the other show I've been watching is uh, uh, I, I got to see um, part of Squid Games. I'm most of the way through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How? What is going on? So I don't go past what you're. Uh, so the last thing I just saw was the Marbles uh, game. Oh, okay, We're, okay. Yeah, that's so that's pretty, where we ended. That's pretty close. You guys yeah. are almost done. Yeah. Yeah, we've got three more episodes. Yeah. So it, it's good. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, and it's funny to see I, I, the evolution of Jen uh, through this whole thing because, you know, Jen at first had no interest in watching this mm-hmm. to the point now where she's like, we're going to watch the next one, you know. And yeah. and now she's emotionally involved. Yeah. Where at first she was so detached, she wanted nothing to do with it, and it seemed very violent, you know. By the way, I saw yeah. somebody somebody made an alarm clock of the um, red light, green light, little girl. Oh no! <laughs> and what's funny is she turns and shoots a, a Nerf dart at you ah! while you're sleeping, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is so funny. That is funny. Oh my god! It's um, me out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know, right? But uh, uh, but yeah, I well done show. You know, I know it's yeah. it's been so overhyped because everyone discovered it. But mm. um, but I, I yeah, I I like it a lot. It's it's really uh, yeah. It, and and I I I, you know, I I usually use captions for things. And so at one point mm-hmm. I was we were watching the, the American dub version with the captions. Can't do that because it's completely different. It's, <laughs> so, it's so true. You can't yeah. do that. If you're going to do dubbed. You have to do dubbed. If you're going yeah. to do Titles, you have to just do the subtitle. <laughs> yep, exactly. So wait, yeah. so I'm doing it dubbed, which and it's fine. It's not. It's not as terrible. It's just easier. I know. know. I mean, obviously, we all know subs are better than dubs. We yeah. get it. It is yep. true. It, it is a hundred percent true. But yeah. even in even in our time, this time around, we did have to do dubs because I was working on things with my hands that I had to be I'm like I, I, I don't always have time to just yeah. sit and watch TV I have to consume while I'm doing something yeah. uh, because I have so many things to do so it's you know it's not always possible for me to read subtitles because I have to be doing other things too I mean there's certain movies where you have to watch the subtitle version like you yeah. can't watch the dubbed version of Life is Beautiful because it's so ridiculous. Like it really? turn, completely I haven't turns even it, tried, yeah. Oh my god. Well it's you know we'd have we'd show it on Showtime or one of these channels and uh and it would just be uh uh dubbed. 
And the person doing Roberto Benigni's voice is so over the top and hey, da, 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 you know, oh, that yeah, all yeah. of a sudden it, it, it ruins. Yeah. yeah it'll you're like, what's so special about this movie? You know, like that's one of those where you have to, you have to read the subs, but I feel like this, I get, you know, a lot of it, there is a lot of non-dialogue for most of it. And a lot mm-hmm. of the dialogue is more about, uh, exposition. So it's kind of you know, safe. I you know? also um, had watched um, somebody on TikTok was saying that even the subtitles at times were frustrating them because they were Korean and the translations um, were, they're were not terrible, yeah. but there were some things that she felt like were points that the writer was trying to get across that the subtitles were not catching on to. Mm. Um, like, for instance, with the recent episode that you just watched with the marble episode at the beginning of that, when people are teaming up into pairs of twos, yeah. the one woman is like trying to beg people to be on their, her team and like, no, I can get it. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not smart, but I can figure it out. Or I didn't go to school, but I can figure it out or yeah. whatever it is that she had said. And the person who was revealing this, who spoke Korean was like, that's not what she said. What she says is I'm really smart. I just never had the opportunity to go to school. And apparently that is a huge thing in Korean culture talking about how many people are super smart, but never financially were able to mm. enroll in school. So there's a lot of like class things. Yeah. And like social commentary type stuff, and again, I'm probably not. Um, well, that's not, and that's but... not even in the like, like that's a good point that mm-hmm. that should be brought up, and that doesn't even come out in the uh, yeah. dubbed version either. Right, exactly. So that's that's yeah. why she means she's like, no, I mean, some things, and it's not the whole thing. I don't think that she was bashing the show. Yeah, but she's like the writers definitely had some intentions that weren't being respected in these translations. Yeah. I no, I've I've seen that. I mean, I've seen that with movies that are dubbed from Spanish to English. You know, like mm, I, I'm sure it was there was one, um, the one that won the Oscar, the uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro film. Um, I remember there was some translations in there that were a little questionable. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but uh, um, but yeah, but uh, but uh, uh but I, I'm enjoying this. I, I'm looking forward to finishing it and uh, yeah. and seeing the rest of it. Is this, there's just been so many shows like that. Like the other show we've been watching too um, is uh, Impeachment, which has been oh, really good. What, what is that one? That is basically uh, it. It was it's it's the Monica Lewinsky scandal, but it's mm-hmm. it, it's um, it was made by Monica Lewinsky. She was the producer. But it really kind of shows you from the other from it goes from all angles, but it, yeah. it really is well done. It it was done by the guy who did the uh, uh, the guy who did Glee, uh, okay. he, an American Horror Story. He did uh, and he's been doing these American Crime Story yes document. Oh, and that's, is that is it one of those? Yeah, it's one of those. Oh, okay, because so yeah, I watched the other in. ones. Mm-hmm. You saw the OJ one, and you saw yes. uh, yeah, and so yeah. What's her name is in this? The one from uh, American Beauty, uh, American Beauty, uh, American Horror Story uh, uh, that she's in every season. I just blanked on her name. Not Jessica Lange, the other actress who played Marsha Clark. Um, oh God, what's her I'm name? I remember her name. She played the twins in, I know that, it. in that season of American Horror Story. Yes. Well, she she plays Linda Tripp in this, yes. and. She is unrecognizable as Linda Tripp. Not, and it's not even just a makeup thing, which makeup mm-hmm. in this is, is great, by the way. But 
she just she Paulson, really sorry. yes sarah paulson she re, she this is emmy award winning performance because Ooh, she gets completely that. lost and uh people who you would not expect to be cast um clive owen is playing bill clinton Oh, wow. And it yeah. sounds like the worst choice ever. But I believe he's doing a good job. I can see it. He's I can see fantastic. it. Fantastic. He was. He's fantastic. And yeah. even the way he looks. And uh, um, Carmela from uh, um, from uh, Sopranos, ironically, is is Hillary Clinton. Um, and oh shoot, what's her name? Yeah, I, I just blanked on Nurse her name. Jackie. Yeah, Nurse Jackie. Uh, she she's doing a great job. Monica Lewinsky's a newcomer. I don't know her at all from anything, but she's but she's good in it. Colin Hanks is in it. Um, it's it's a it's a really good and he he's playing the FBI, but really interesting way. You you it's yeah. about maybe maybe there's like two episodes left, so you ho- you have enough to binge so yeah. that you can enjoy. Oh, well, I love it when I honestly I love it when I'm late to things like that because then I yeah. can yeah I can just yeah. Pop them out. Yeah, instead of a waiting, lot of times I'll week. have a day off, and and again, I'll I'll have a project that I'm working on, but I need something in the background. I must have all kinds of stimuli at once. <laughs> yeah, I I understand that. I do that with work sometimes. Oh, and oh, and the other good trailer that came out, which got me really excited when they first announced this, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'll see what it's about. But that Lightyear movie that that they made. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I- we might have talked about it, but I didn't remember. I, that really took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting that. And yeah. man, I, it had me tearing up. Yeah, I, I, not a full on cry, but like, you know. Yeah, I've, I've watched that trailer so many times and I, I'm like looking at it and I like the idea that it's, we don't know the story of, of him and you're going to get to see who inspired this Buzz Lightyear yeah. toy. But also that I, I kind of get the sense that he's kind of the outsider group. Like, I wonder if it's mm-hmm. almost like a Buck Rogers kind of story at the Maybe. same time, you know, but it, it looks great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And the use of Bowie's Starman in the trailer, like you've already yeah. got, you know, you get me with that every well, time. Well, so. I know that's half of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. No, yeah. that's really good. But they're also, okay. Just today they released a Boba Fett trailer. Um, oh yes. For a book of, Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba. Yeah. <laughs> Book of Boba. That Book sounds Boba. like a menu at a. <laughs> I know, right? A Boba tea. <laughs> yeah, Boba tea. Yeah. Book of I'll Boba. take a. I'll take a large Boba tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I. I feel like they're finally doing what somebody's wanted to do for a long time, which is like the Godfather with the Star Wars characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it looks yeah it looks looks very interesting. Um. I I uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's a, also this. A uh, it no, it doesn't come out November twelfth. But I know there's a lot of things dropping on Disney Plus on November twelfth. Really? Um, yeah, it's like their anniversary of Disney Plus. Okay. And I think that day, I forgot everything. But one of the things is going to be the Shang Shang Chi is going to be released. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for that because I, I did go see it in theaters. Love it. We talked about it. I loved it. Yeah. But I have family members who weren't able to go, and um, it's so close that they've been just like, "Well, I'll just wait now," you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. I'm dying to see it. I, I've been yeah. waiting. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You didn't get to see it. No. No, I'm dying. Well, I'm dying to see it again. I thought it was really great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a. I don't. I don't know if it's just being released or if it's a thirty dollars. Oh, I'm Disney. sure it's going to be a thirty dollars thing. There's no way they're just going to do that for free. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but like, I don't, it seems really soon for them to be doing it for free. 
Yeah, I'm Ooh, I had to wait months for Cruella, okay? Yeah, that's true, <laughs> There's yeah. There's no way they're going to do it with Shang-Chi. That's true, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty fast. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm anxious to see that. There was something else, I think, I don't know if there's... Oh, there's a Boba Fett documentary dropping that day. Uh, the Beatles Get Back movie is being released that day, which I'm so excited about. Oh, um, nice. Which, I don't know if you know much about that, but it's the... Sure. It's, it's so years and years ago, they, they had released... Uh, well, during the time, they released a movie called Let It Be. Yes. Which was the filming... Which was when the Beatles had this idea to film themselves recording it. And they were so unhappy with the footage or so unhappy with the whole thing that that's when they... They scrapped it and then they made Abbey Road. But then after they after they broke up, they then released the final album, Let It Be, and then they released this documentary, which the, whenever you saw the documentary, it just was every negative feeling like they were in a rehearsal and they just looked miserable and all that. Well, Peter Jackson, he went, he, you know, was given 50 hours a footage and and be like make us look happier <laughs> yeah essentially like he he wanted to he, and he what surprised him was how many how much joy there was in all of these things and it wasn't this negative yeah, thing that they created weird take on it oh, yeah so so he turned this one movie the let it be movie into six part i'm sorry uh four three part mini series six hours altogether three four <laughs> yeah i know yeah <laughs> and it's going to be released on disney plus uh it was going to be supposed to be re- released in the movies originally but it's going to be released on disney plus on november 26th on my birthday actually that's and, so awesome yeah so i am so excited because um oh my God. are you and tony gonna have a watch party <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know right well you tony said, he he already jumped the gun because he got he bought this get back book and apparently the Get Back book has the script of the, what this oh, documentary shit. is in it, which I don't know if he's read it yet, but, uh, but, um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're both, we should, we, if we could figure out uh, to be in the same place, but, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. So I'm excited about that. Well, and, no, but if it's on Disney plus, you can schedule a watch party so that you don't have to be in the same oh, place. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You could, I haven't done that yet. Yeah. We I did. Haven't I, either, but I always think it's such a good idea. Yeah. Actually, we did. Do, I, I lied. We did do that one with my with my in laws. They we did uh, a Bluey episode that oh. the kids watch um, because we wanted to show them what Bluey was. But um, uh, yeah, so I I can't wait for that. Uh, but there's other look up November twelfth Disney Plus because I think there's a slew of things. I think there's a Boba Fett documentary, and then there was something else that was being released that day, um, and I don't remember what it is, but. Um, yeah i know that there's they still oh oh is it hawkeye maybe is going to be released that day too it could be hawkeye yeah here's what's coming at disney plus in november and it's got a picture of hawkeye let me see is it the 12th i don't know okay here we go here's what's new hawkeye uh okay episodes of stuff i don't know okay (laughs) Space Buddies. <laughs> oh, Space Buddies. And I now we're talking. Like there's, okay, okay. There's a whole buddy series, oh, I think, all those stupid Jungle dogs. Cru- Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Jungle Cruise. I've seen, which I saw. I really enjoyed that. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, but it's, the okay, the Boba Fett special, the Marvel Cinematic Universe sneak peek. Okay. Okay, Frozen Fever, so another little Frozen thing. Those are animated Frozens, yep. Paper Man. 
the Pixar those story. Are, those are short films. Yep. Short animated Wednesday, films. November 24th is Hawkeye episode one. So that oh, one's okay. not going to be. Okay. But it's coming. It's still coming. That's, that's another kind of close to your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. So that's what came up in the article that I found anyway. There, there might be more, but. Yeah, I thought there was more. It, I but there was like some. There's also a trailer. I think it's on Disney Plus, or I see. Or I never find the trailers on on Disney Plus. I always find them on YouTube. You know, whenever they they release something. But yeah. um, uh, yeah. But there there were a ton of trailers uh for stuff that was coming. I did. I, I yeah, because I did watch. I went through it and uh, I I watched all the trailers for Buddies at some point. Like I was like, okay, how many Buddy <laughs> movies did they make here? Snow buddies, gym uh, buddies, or whatever it was. Um, There's a lot of shows that I've been watching too, and I don't know if you have seen any of these yet. Have you been watching anything on Apple Plus? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. Last thing I watched was Servant, which I know is coming. Servant is, yeah, Servant soon. season three is coming soon. I can't believe it's already season three. Yeah. Uh, really been enjoying the morning show, second season. I still oh, yes. feel like the first season was the best, but I'm still enjoying the second season. Really enjoyed Ted Lasso season two. Same thing. First season yeah. was so good. This one was still really good, but not as good as the first. But still, I mean, I'm I'm so impressed with their content. And yeah. then Foundation, we're really enjoying Foundation. Yeah, I want to watch. I haven't had That's a chance really to watch good. that. Uh, can really I say good. something about Ted Lasso? Is I felt like I I think the season as a whole works better when you watch it together because it because it. Okay, it, but it still stayed. It it was really good. I liked the season a lot. Yeah, I mean, but it I'm, definitely. I'm I think what felt different about this season was the first season, Ted was very involved. The yes. second season, Ted wasn't as involved, but there was a reason because he really was going through some stuff. But yeah. at the at the end, I, when we get to the end of that season, and spoilers for anyone, and you kind of and Nate kind of says how you abandoned me. It's kind of how the audience feels. I, yeah, I, in a way, like you, you know, you weren't was, here for me. You know, makes and sense. Makes and. Sense. And so the and then the Nate kind of becoming the Dark Jedi at the end, you know, yeah. is kind of setting very, up for next season. Oh yeah, um, very much so. Mm-hmm. So, but um, but yeah, that's what my yeah. boyfriend said too. He was like, you know, because we were both watching it, we were both enjoying it, but he was just like, I miss Ted. Like we're Ted's not uh, like this one isn't as good. There's not enough Ted. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think right. that's I think that was on purpose. I, yeah. I think one of the funniest things I saw was there was an interview with uh, Jason Sudeikis, and he's in the writers' room. He's got the writing board behind him. He's not even commenting on what's behind him. And he's just talking about, you know, let's talk about whatever. And in the back, if you look at the, the cue cards, it's like season three, episode two, Ted dies. Like it's a, like all of these no. little things he's written, uh, you know, season, uh, you know, <laughs> Ted ghost and all this stuff yeah. and all these ridiculous things, <laughs> which no. was so funny. <laughs> funny. It's like, obviously that's oh, not man. happening. But um, we also, oh, we watched, um, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, speaking of Servant. Oh, how was that? Old is the name of it. And yeah. we, I actually really enjoyed it. I liked it. I know some people were giving it um, bad reviews. They didn't like the end. They didn't like the twist. And I'm like, honestly, what twist? I Maybe that's what they didn't like. I didn't feel like there was some big twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still really liked the movie. I don't know. I, I was on board with it. I thought it was good. Um, it's the the reverse cocoon, essentially, right? <laughs> very much so. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, these people aging, you know, rapidly, and I mean, when when I say rapidly, it's like not quite um, 
Temple of Doom, you know, or, or yeah. not Temple of Doom, but uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark situation. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, the fan movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but still, yeah, really, um, really still good. I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And then what else? I feel like there was still a lot more. I feel like there's so much. Oh, TV. Um, Why the Last Man? Um, Are you watching that one? No, I was going to ask you if you were watching that. I actually have a note yeah. written down. Say, ask Jackie if she's watching <laughs> Why the Last Man. Yes. Okay, so it's a uh, comic book series that I did not read, but I had a friend of mine um, yeah. back in 2003, whatever it was, um, who was a huge fan. And so I was really excited about it because um, I remember Jen's read, read them all. Actually, th- that was the first comic book when we got together. That was the first thing that she <laughs> read. So she has the whole series. <laughs> Have you read it? I've, I read the first two books, you know, the volumes. The volumes. I, okay, I so finished. let me yeah. ask you this. Um is Yorick, who is why the last man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he unlikable on purpose at first so that he can grow and you can like him later? That you know, I it, I asked Jen about that. I also asked her because I thought he was more the focus in the comic, but mm-hmm. she told me that he wasn't. And yes, he was. He is unlikable. Okay. Because it's really throwing us off. I'm like, we're a lot of episodes in, and this guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess there's just, a lot. He's he's it's, not awful. He's just not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I I know what you're talking. I I mean I I in the comic I know that. So I yeah, that's it's probably more. I'll have to get her on here one day to, yeah. to discuss it because <laughs> she knows more about it than I do. But um. I have been wanting to watch it. It's one of those that I just decided, okay, I'll just wait till it's, you know, with everything else, the I'll just wait till it's so finished. Good. Yeah, yeah, the premise is so good, and there are a lot of good things happening in it, but it's one of those shows that so far, we're kind of tapping our toes. Yeah. You know, we're kind of yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I mean, we've got this to watch, so it's nice to have something to watch, you know. But man, what's well, interesting when like uh, Walking Dead kind of did this in the first season where mm-hmm. they have so much story, mm-hmm. but then I don't know what if they it's... choose to focus on. You're like, what are you yeah, it, budgetary wise, they 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 kind of waste time, mm-hmm. and I I know they probably feel like, well, we're, let's stretch this out because we have a lot of seasons to fill, but at the same time. You still mm-hmm. want to grab an audience, and if there's so you much, you still want to get renewed for season two and three. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. Like I, I'll always say, Babylon Five is is the one where it basically said you're going to sit through this, and I don't give a shit how you feel. You know, yeah. <laughs> like a season one is like is. I mean, that season one is work. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. but um, so. So there I, are even I, times in Farscape where you know you got to be like, okay, just just keep going. Yeah. After, after season one. You know? Yeah, because yeah, because I always say it took me about fifteen episodes of Farscape. Yeah. To, I like there were ones where I liked it, but then they were they were still kind of they hadn't found the style that would fit. No, in. exactly. They didn't yeah. settle in, and honestly, they lost me when it was first airing. Yeah. I did not stick with it when it was first episode by episode. Um, it wasn't until Chiana came on board and I saw her in a trailer. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Oh, who's this? Let's start watching again, and then, and then got really back into it. Yeah, you, you know what? You're right because Chiana's the one that got me back into it too. Because I remember. It yeah, seemed more interesting, back into it. <laughs> and nothing against what's her name. The fly, I blank on the flower lady's the name. Flower but, lady, but she, what's what's her name? I forget her name. It's yeah, not her. no, she's awesome. Are you? Kidding? She's awesome, but there was something about her character. I that something like it, like she needed more. 
it, it sometimes it, it like became the, more robust later. Yeah. On. yeah, like there were the people that we were with, they weren't all gelling in the right way yet. Like right. you needed, you needed like uh, uh, what's his name, Crace to become uh, 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 not is it Crace? Wait, who's the who's the guy Crace that was the bad guy? Crichton is yes. the bad guy. Yeah, Crace is the one that all of a sudden he Quote becomes unquote. kind of like he, when he gets kind of uh, he becomes character in the middle. Like he always need I'll, I'll call him the spike character. You always need the spike character thrown right. in right. because without that spike character, you always feel like there's something missing. Yeah. And so when you finally have that character who really kind of just is annoys the hell out of everybody mm-hmm. to the point where you they all become kind of real. And they all have to rely on each other because they can't stand this one guy. Yeah. You know, it helps. It always helps the narrative. So I think that's the problem with the first couple of episodes. And also, when it first came out, it was like the Jim Henson thing. And so I, I think I, I focused more on, on some of the puppetry things. Yeah, which and- are still incredible yes. you know to this day uh, yeah definitely and you don't even think about them years later but at first when you're watching it you're like i really got to take this guy seriously you know what i mean like when you first see oh, it yeah. like, <laughs> what's his name the uh the rigel little guy yeah rigel <laughs> right yeah it's like really i get you're gonna make me pay attention to what he's saying you know but it's like <laughs> but but that bias went away when when the show even the look of it changed like the yeah. uh, i always say color palette but something about the color palette changed uh the style of it just made it more inviting and more interesting um because i could never get into the show that came after it what was that weird one where everyone just seemed like they were having sex every five seconds was it called vex or vex? i think it was v-e-x-x yes yeah something like that that one just felt like like sci-fi porn or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know. I never it really just, got into that one either. Yeah, but it was funny because they they were on the same block, the two of them, and you'd see the you see yeah. the commercial for one, and then the other one would come up, and it would like ruin. And it was you know so what you just <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, oh, you know what? Speaking, it's funny that Farscape came up so much this episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but I had another Farscape thought uh, connected to Dune, and I I didn't um, plug it in at the time, but. Uh, the score to Dune um, was done by Hans Zimmer, and what's really interesting is I felt like it was a good score, but yeah. there were some times that I felt like it had that Farscape, like, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. This, this woman yelling at me kind of There were a couple times in the first watching of Dune that it actually kind of took me out of the movie a little bit, which is always like the worst thing to happen. Right. You're just like, Oh no. Yeah. Because it's like, well, it's not that it's a bad score, but that did happen to me like on, I think at least once, but I think twice in the movie, I was just like, wow, Mm -hmm. this is, I don't know if it was the mixing, maybe that, uh, the voice just came a little too aggressively. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I know. I know what you're talking about. It, yeah, I, the do the ultimate doom music for me is the David Lynch score. I love that score. I have that album. I like when I made my I short film. That again. Yeah, I love that. It's when I made my short film. I remember I wanted to use it, but I, I couldn't, and I just handed it over to the guy scoring my film. I said, "Make it sound like this," you know, because <laughs> I just I love that score. I forgot. You know, I I forgot who did the Dune score. You're right. I'm looking it up. But I love that music. Dun, you know, just like this. Dun, 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 oh, oh, we're getting up there. Okay, most powerful. of it is Toto. 
Um, their first and only film score, but one track was contributed by Brian Eno. Brian, yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? But okay, so so, so Toto the, and Brian Eno. <laughs> yeah, and the, and this is so the album. I had the album right. Mm-hmm. So the first track was the Toto score. The second side was the Brian Eno track. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Brian Eno track, right? Okay. I hand over the music, the album, to the person oh, to do the score. Oh, and that's score. what they pick. It? That's what they. <laughs> and I even said just the first, you know, the first side. They they made it sound originally like that Brian Eno score, and that You're was like, exactly no. what I didn't want. Yeah, <laughs> so it was funny, but um, but yeah, I but I I didn't realize it was Brian Eno, but yeah, I love I love that score. That's a that's an album that I've you know I used to listen to a lot. I used to there was a time where people used to make fun of me because. They're always like, don't let Rich choose the music. It could be a party, and and I'd put on the, uh, you know, the Jaws soundtrack or something like, you know, not well, no, not <laughs> song, yeah. Well, yeah, it was always know. so much fun. We did a lot of uh, movie score music at my house too. It was so yeah. much fun because you could really set a tone. Oh, I love but, it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to learn that Toto was a one score wonder kind of thing with Dune, and then that um, Dino De Laurentiis produced both Dune and. Flash, Flash Gordon, Gordon and, and Flash Queen, Gordon yeah. Queen soundtrack, which is their only soundtrack, to my knowledge. Yeah. Am, I, am I wrong? I mean, they did. They didn't. They never did soundtracks fully, but they did like Highlander. They did oh, like a few yeah, songs. You know, you're absolutely right. But and, I don't know if they yeah. scored. No, it wasn't like a score. They never did that again. Where yeah. they did like, and I always loved that album, that that Queen album, where they released released oh, it God. like with the dialogue and yes. Oh my God, that oh, was it's the best yeah. because it was basically how you used to make mixtapes back in the day. Yeah, right? yeah. You'd make a mixtape and you'd try and include some dialogue anywhere you could find it, so that it was breaking it up and being really cool. Like I loved making those tapes, mm-hmm. and I loved using Flash Gordon soundtrack was one of my favorite things to use because it would have that dialogue in it. Because this, I mean. This is way back when you didn't have oh, yeah. a computer that you could just pull up your DVD on and click the audio off of, of you know, a certain clip to get it on there. You really had to find out. It was like that. And then um, Jay and Silent Bob, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Clerks and stuff. Like those scores always had some of their um, Yeah, their dialogue and stuff. Dialogue. Yeah. yeah. I always, in any of my soundtracks, I was always thrilled to have something unique even the like Bra- that. Even the Brady Bunch movie. Really? Remember they had that too. Like, I, you remember when they- I did not have that. I had that soundtrack, and it, and and they you know, sometimes I got the movie, not like the TV show, but when they did the made the with Shelley yeah, Long, yeah, and yeah. they actually on the album they actually have like pieces of dialogue uh, strewn so throughout. Great. Yes, yeah. So, but um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I knew, you know, I had seen Flash Gordon a lot, just in, even in the theaters because I, I got to see it. I saw it when it first came out, full price, but yeah. then. Uh, Later on that year, when it went to the second run theater, so I think we had I'd seen it a bunch of times for like seventy five cents or something like that, and in the theater. Yeah, I did get to see it in the theater, but it was one of those situations where I was so thankful. I know I want to say thank Alex Autry uh, because, like, he seriously worked at one of those theaters that would bring things back, like old movies, like once a month, they would have like old movie day or whatever. And I mean, Oh my gosh, Flash Gordon, come on. Oh, it's great. I loved, I mean, I, I still have memories of that, you know, seeing in the theater and then, and, and, uh, the amount of times that I saw it and just the amount. And then finally, I think it was like a two years later, I had the video disc. I, I owned three video discs for, uh, about a year or, or no, I, I, uh, it was Star Trek Two, 
It was Flash Gordon and it was Popeye. Those three, those were the three movies I had to to play to watch over and over again for for a good uh, year of my life. Um, and yeah, Flash. Oh my God, I used to watch Flash Gordon like every single day, or I just watch scenes, or I just watch every, you know. Yep. So people, anyone listening is like Flash Gordon. What year is this? <laughs> I know. You know what I would love though. I would love. Um, you know how Rift Tracks will do those movie events too. Mm-hmm. I would love to get a Rift Tracks of Flash Gordon. You know. Oh what I my mean? god. Like, I, mean, I love that movie. Don't get me like. Obviously, I do. But I also love uh, making fun. You know, like because it, it's yeah. all out of a place of love, right? <laughs> like, yep. Yep. Love. Oh, it would so, be fun. It would be so, so much fun to, to see watch. that. Yeah. Especially now that I know all these years later, I feel like such an idiot that his voice was dubbed, you know, Sam. Uh, yeah, um, Sam Jones. I had no, I mean, I should have realized that, but I guess I didn't. Oh, I didn't know. I, I mean, absolutely, I didn't know. But it makes yeah. complete sense now, right? Like when you watch it, you're like, of course his voice was dubbed. No wonder it sounds like that. Because yeah. I always thought it sounded weird, but I just never, I didn't, I didn't know why, you know, I just... Because everyone else sounds fine. Like, Zarkov sounds fine. Dale sounds fine. You know, but... Zarkov, I felt like, sounded more dubbed than Sam Jones. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> to me. <laughs> Even a song by the Beatles. like is. I, but it's, I think it's just because he enunciates so much with his yeah. lips. He uses his lips a lot. I honored him, girl. Like, I don't even know what he says half the time. Like, I'm just saying his, his cadence, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah... Well, on that note, I I, uh, I think we've smashed all kinds of cuts today. Yes. So. Well, we can always end with Flash Gordon. That's always a positive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the next big movie is Eternals that is coming out. On I don't. I oh want to. Gosh. It's yeah. Our, we're recording this on November third. It's only two days away. I'm is it? excited. Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I I even was reading. You know, I know nothing about the Eternals. This is the one Marvel property that oh, yeah. I really. I never read any Eternals. And so all I know about them is that the Celestials created them. That's all I know. And they, they were created on Earth, and they were there. We have been spoon-fed by the trailers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'm curious to see what it's all about, what, why, why it's important. Like I, that's the other thing too, because sometimes you, you know, when they, when they, when they were making such a big deal about the Eternals and they were going to make yeah. this movie, I kept thinking to myself, why is this so important? Like, like I didn't know that this was an important thing in the Marvel universe. So, right, you know, I'm, I'm I, I want to see what, where this all goes and what it leads to, and the. Uh, Right, because um, it's interesting with Black Widow obviously being a prequel, yeah. it didn't really s- set up things, and and maybe it did, and we just don't know yet. You know, we'll we'll get callbacks later, of course, to certain things, I'm sure. But like with that being the first movie in a new phase, you didn't really feel like it was switching gears, just more so introducing some characters. Yeah. You know, so like we could be like on board with them later on, and then. But I guess that's kind of what Guardians did, right? Like. Guardians right. kind of did that at first. Well, kind of, but Guardians also, even more than Thor, set up the universe. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. whereas whereas Black Widow wasn't setting up a universe. You know, yeah. and I think that that is kind of the tie-in for Eternals. But even Shang Chi, and when you see that, you'll see that there's a lot of different magical elements and some different things there. But it also isn't very clear exactly how it's changing. Um, this new phase and apparently what we're what i'm what i'm gathering from some of the things that i've heard is this eternals film will kind of uh 
reveal some of these big shifts that you're that you're having in this phase because right now it's not that they're not connected uh with black widow and shang chi it's just um you I, you can't see the thread yet yeah i can't see the connection yet yeah right just like i never would have saw the connection between avengers and guardians of the galaxy meanwhile mm-hmm. now it's like you Oh yeah! Can't imagine, huge. yeah, yeah. You can't imagine that. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Groot is is huge character, important for even Thor's Stormbreaker. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, and you know what's interesting, and and something that I really do hope that they call back. I think it, I think it would be a really good callback at when they introduce Nova. Um, I, you know, you spend so long in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the Nova protecting, uh, well, protecting the. Um, infinity stone and getting it to safety the power stone you know and then in um the avengers endgame and everything um or or not endgame but what was the first one Uh, Uh, avengers uh i think it was just called avengers wasn't it infinity war um oh oh you mean the uh, yeah infinity war sorry so infinity war happens and uh, Thanos already has it and is just yeah. like it's just a line of dialogue he decimated Xandar and we had just spent a whole movie you know saving yeah. Xandar yeah we had like, John C. Oh. Riley was there so yes. you thought you'd see him and again you yeah really, you felt like you saved that whole uh, society and now all of a sudden we're like oh crap what happened yeah and yes they might have been blinked back into uh, existence with the snap but they weren't killed by the snap so whatever decimation happened happened yeah. you know that's not undone with the snap or yeah. the second snap so um i think it would be really interesting if when they introduce nova you are back on xandar when thanos is coming to get the ring not that we want to make thanos like a big character in it or anything but like even at least if we'd see the- where it all comes from i mean yeah. the, where the con- character is connected to yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I hope that they're doing some something like that. So it would be kind of a cool tie back to the past, but still introducing a new character, yeah. you know, for the future. Oh, and we didn't even mention. I'm sorry. I know we were signing off. No, no, I'm that's okay. Thinking of things, they cast Adam Warlock. Did you? Yes, see that? I did see that. Yeah, and, and I've seen that kid in movies. Yeah. What's really interesting is if you're only remembering him in movies that you've seen him as a kid in, you're like, why would they? You know, yeah. Like yeah. I saw the picture of him too. And I thought, I was like, wow, he, he changed. <laughs> That's exactly it. Even from stuff that I've seen him in recently, I was surprised to see that transformation. I'm like, oh, he, he really stepped up, but he's like, no, yeah. I'm going to get some roles with, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, and you just remind, just in you saying that, you just reminded me, because I yeah I saw that picture and there was an article. Walter is his name. Yeah, that's yeah, and there was an article that was related to it that that was talking about all of these interesting stories from the making of the whole Marvel universe and how so many things were postponed and pushed back or, or even what happened with James Gunn. Yeah. And apparently, all of these stories that are coming out are all coming from this one book called the Story of the Marvel Universe. And it turns out this is like a big love letter from uh, Kevin Feige and and the Marvel team. They released this giant uh, um, two-book set, a coffee table set called The Story of Marvel. And I was looking at pictures of it online. It's it's like $150 on Amazon, but um, it looks amazing. But apparently it has all of this great information it's it's going to be one of those books that you know there's no way to read it at night. You got to sit like 
you know, on the floor, you know, like a yeah. little kid <laughs> and, and read it in order, in order to enjoy it. But, um, it's definitely something that, that, uh, I, you know, I hope will be available either in a digital format so I can read it or, you know, or sometimes Costco will have like hundred dollar books for like $50 or something like really? that. <laughs> yeah. That's happened. Well, I hope you go to Costco and see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And so, um, but yeah, but that's supposedly coming. I think it was supposed to come out either this week or next week. I know it was first week in November. Um, so cool. there's a lot of interesting stories that have been popping up online from from just making of details uh, nice. that have been kept under wraps until now. So, um, uh, but yeah, that the only reason I thought of that is because the Adam Warlock story went into something with J- how they wanted to introduce Adam Warlock earlier. But because of everything that happened with James Gunn and all yeah. that. So. Well, and again, because even in the comics, he was part of the Infinity War. You know, he wore yeah. the gauntlet, right? Yeah. Like he had the Mind Stone. He had, yeah, he had both, something. Actually. <laughs> well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> but they did, uh, they alluded to him in the second one, though. I remember that because I think that was what the stinger was at the end of the movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. His, his birthing pod. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. But yeah, yeah, no, no, there's Adam. Yeah. tons, tons to speak of. Um, yeah, well, and that. Anyway, oh, and, yes. and that it just and and then then in just a final little note because uh, because we were we were <laughs> at Costco today. Note. Yeah, for another final note. So <laughs> I I saw these Harry Potter books. You know, I know they they've been releasing Harry Potter books every five minutes. This one uh, that I saw that was released is a hardback, not like a big oversized, just a regular hardback. But what was interesting about it was when you opened it, it was, I don't want to call it a pop-up book because it wasn't a traditional pop-up book, but it was one of those where you're reading the story and then you get to a page and they had like, let's say you're doing the time turner on the page across from it is a time turner that you can actually twirl and it has these beautiful images and, and, and things. And, or if they go to, to Hogmead, you know, you open, you go to the next page and all of a sudden it folds out and there's these paper cut out like drawing pop-ups that is the Hogmeads area. And it was like this really awesome. amazing interactive book that I was like, Oh God, I want to, I want it just so like, it makes me want to read it again. So yeah. that was at, I saw it at Costco, but I'm sure it must be available. So it must be, I don't, it didn't have a specific name. It was just the, uh, the, you know, I think they released um, chamber of prisoner of Azkaban and chamber of secrets are the two books that were out. Um, but yeah, you may want to put that on your Christmas list out there that's if anybody's cool. listening. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't collect the books, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, it was looked like a fun way, and I was when I saw it, I was like, this would be a really fun way for you know Xavier's been doing a lot more reading. I'm like, this would be a fun way for him to get into the to the books and just really because because I, I, I when I read the books, I always pictured them being interactive like that. So it was kind of it tapped into my imagination. <laughs> When yeah. I saw it, so I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." But, awesome. but anyway, all right. So now we've smashed every cut. So I think we've smashed yeah. every cut for the year. <laughs> and that being said, uh, we will talk very soon. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Have a great one. Yeah. Bye bye.